King Me. <laughs> right in. Diving right in. Welcome to King Me. I'm Dan Gagliardi. I'm Rob Avon. And uh, this week we're talking about Cujo. Now, before we do that, uh, this is a very special episode. This is the first episode we've released since... Yeah. Or, uh, recorded, <laughs> rather, since we released the first episode. So, um, so what had happened? <laughs> yeah. I, the first episode, Carrie, which just came out, I think, last week. As of we're, the time we're recording this, it came mm-hmm. out last week. We probably recorded that five, six months ago. Years ago. It feels like. Yeah. It, but it feels like it was back in, like, August or September. And I think we said we had the same experience listening back to it, which was that we didn't remember saying anything we said yeah. on that show. Everything that we said was totally new. We are and- significantly different people now than we were when we recorded that. Yeah. I am on antidepressants now. <laughs> Things are just different in yeah, our yeah. lives, I think. We're in different places. Um, is, one, is there anything you took away that you want to... Uh, bring back that maybe we forgot about i mean i that the whole snell thing ah the snell rating system the snell rating system hilarious we are delightful boys and we have a lot to be proud of yeah i was driving around listening to our podcast just driving just just cruising just cruising fucking windows down tearing up pavement burning a quarter mile at a time yeah i was i was vin dieseling it all over the place Mm. i was I just realized I mashed up grease and Vin Diesel. Yeah. Burn up a quarter mile. Yeah. I live my life by burning up a... No, Vin Griesel. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Um, All right. So we're talking about Cujo. Cujo. Came out in 1983. Yeah. uh, Running time, one hour and 33 minutes. (laughs) And it's not worth mentioning. Um, Starring. Oh. D. Wallace. D. You killed it, babe. Danny Pituro. Oh, no, introducing Danny Patero. It is introducing. Little Tad. Taddy. Taddy. Um, oh, man. He else? loves it. He loves tagging on, like, like ease to the end of children. Yeah. The end of children. The end of children. Look, be on the lookout for the new Stephen King novel, The End of Children. <laughs> um, stars Daniel Hugh Kelly, Christopher Stone, Ed Lauder, who I'd never seen that young before. Yeah. That was a... Character, actor, mm, Ed Lauder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a a really a career making turn for Mills Watson as Gary Pervier. Is that the friend? That was the trashy towny guy. Yeah, yeah. The first guy who gets killed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Um. All right. So. So okay. Wait. Going into this movie. Okay. What did you know about? Well, I am a dog lover, <laughs> as I think I might have mentioned. Yes. That I knew. I knew what it was about. Right. Um, scary dog. Scary, scary dog. I knew. Uh. Do you know, like, do you know, did, did you know about the rabies thing? Yes. Okay. I did. I didn't know how the dog contracted rabies, mm. which I felt was, like, unnecessarily contrived. A yeah. dog could just get rabies. He doesn't have to stick his head into, a like, a, a, hollowed a holler. Tree. Yeah. <laughs> a holler tree and get bitten on the nose by a vampire bat. It uh, seemed like a bit much. And also, a- to have it in the context of a 10-minute chase sequence where uh, he's following a rabbit. Yeah. At first, I thought, when he first struck at that rabbit, I thought he got that rabbit. End of scene. He probably did. Right? He, I'm sure he did. <laughs> if we went back, I'm sure there are like three frames of him w- with the rabbit. Yeah. And then, 
so he chases the rabbit into a rabbit hole or a hollowed out log. Yeah. And he starts barking. He's got oh, his yeah, head he does shoved in Like there. a Looney Tune. Yeah. He's got his head stuck in one end of a very long and log. And it's filled with bats. <laughs> it's just lousy with no, bats. No, the log isn't filled with bats. That's yeah. No, no, no. That's the log that's running across the stream. That the rabbit runs through, and then Cujo gets his head stuck. That's just a fun diversion. That's a visual gag where performed by from? a or dog. The, where the bats come from? He runs into his rabbit hole, and for some reason, he's sharing. He's rooming with a bunch, with of, bats. A bunch of bats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Post log, but yeah, um, it's very silly. It seemed he chases the rabbit around in the field in circles. Yeah. For. I don't know. Too long. How many how many improvised tuxedo sequences? <laughs> That's how we're measuring time now. Yeah, yeah. Um less than one, yeah, yeah. to be sure. Most things happen in less uh, than one. I'm sorry. Time. Is it sped up or uh, is yeah, it in regular time? Yes, in part. <laughs> okay. For the point of view shots. Okay, great. Yeah. Um which like it. I was like when they did have the point of view shot following the rabbit, I was like, Oh, that's a really cool shot. Yeah. It seemed to be happening in real time, but it was happening very quickly. Yeah. And I was like, this is a good shot. Uh-huh. And they must have felt the same way because they were like, let's use it three times. <laughs> right. It was a bit much. Uh, so, yeah. So he gets bit on his little puppy nose. He's a St. Bernard. Yeah. He's yeah a- let's paint a picture here. All right. So he's, he's a big boy. He is a big boy. And a good but boy. But he looks like he's a big teddy bear. Yeah. He just wants to snuggle. Would you? Okay. Would w- you say that this- Would I snuggle that St. Bernard? Yes, yes, I would. I would. I would let him sleep in my bed. <laughs> I don't care what streams he's been running through. <laughs> Um, would you say that (laughs) he's my old bitch dog? He's not a bitch, but (laughs) it feels, yeah, yeah, it feels right. Yeah. Um, this, if you've never seen Cujo, basically it's the story of one good boy's fall from grace. (laughs) It is. This movie made me so sad. (laughs) I cannot tell a lie. I never for the people. No, 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 no. I don't give a shit about the people. Really. I feel, I felt terrible about that dog Mm -hmm. i felt as soon as that dog gets bit on the nose by that bat i'm like oh no he doesn't know yeah he doesn't know he doesn't know and there's one there's one part um where i was like i almost like almost cried is it where he's almost mean and then isn't yeah i know he felt himself slipping yeah and he was like no uh, not this good boy not yeah not my not a fellow good boy Can we jump ahead and talk about that scene? Because yeah, I was very confused. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We Does, have to. Is one of the symptoms of rabies that a thick fog overtakes your property? <laughs> well, um, interesting fact about that fog. Um, it was created by military-grade um, smoke bombs. Why? For the movies, baby. <laughs> we have to make it real. Why was that real? And, and the local fire department actually showed up because they thought that the forest was on fire. And it wasn't. And it, it wasn't worth doing, it, it really wasn't. It was just scary. Good call, um, Director Lewis Teague. Ugh. What else has he done? I'm going to check. Yeah. So, go ahead. The, so, Cujo, his owner, um, is a mechanic. Um, Mr. Chamber, or they keep saying Camber, but I, f- I feel like it's Chambers. Who's that? Uh, that's Ed Lauder. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, Wait, the wife hold and, on. Yeah, isn't he's the he's the dad who finds the friend, right? He's the mechanic. The mechanic. The mechanic on the hill. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, I thought their last name 
I, I wrote this down actually because I was so confused as to what their name could possibly be. Okay. It cha- it's like it's not chamber. Oh, it is cam- it says it's, chamber. But I I, felt, I thought on the it, mailbox the first it said, time they mention that character it, he says chambers. Uh, he does, right? And then it changes to either chamber or camber or yeah. something. I think yeah, I don't know. It was All a, right. Well, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's probably uh, fine. I was going to make a connection there between another Stephen King movie which is Stand by Me. Um, River Phoenix plays a character called Chris Chambers, and I thought there was some sort of a relation there. Oh, um, could it be? I mean, this. Hang on. It probably is right. Like Stephen feel, King's no stranger to, um, like yeah, the mel- universe melding his universes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Louis Teague also directed Cat's Eye, so ah. we'll be seeing, hearing from him again, and I think he might be dead because <laughs> his last thing was in 2010. Um. This is the first film to take place in fictional town Castle Rock, which uh, goes on to be featured in The Dead Zone, which we'll be doing next. Um, Stand By Me, okay. The Dark Half, and Needful Things. Man, this is the same family. Makes sense, too, because they're kind of like the Averys of... Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, just like the dirtbag family. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Chris... That burns women alive <laughs> in their fire pits. Chris Chambers isn't is probably... Isn't the... Isn't related to that family? Isn't like the son? But he's no, he's, he's like, like a, a nephew. Cousin yeah. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, All right, I, yeah. I like that. I like that story. We've we've come up with there. I am such a sucker for when there's that kind of interconnectivity. Yeah, I think it's the best um, for no real reason. Yeah, my first note here is I feel bad for the dog. Yeah, the whole time. I th- hold on, I gotta look at my notes, but I think I have something in here that just says like. I still think he's a good boy. It's like halfway through my notes too. So it yeah. was after he'd gone full bad. Yeah. So the, the, the boy, um, that it takes care of Cujo. He's like, you know, it's a boy and his dog. The one who says he's a St. Bernard. He's nice. Yeah. 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 So not Tad little, little, I think his name is like Brett or something. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. It is Brett, Brett, um, Brett Camber. Yeah. Yeah. He goes out walking into the woods. He's looking for Cujo in the smoky fog. For no reason, right? There was no reason. Well, they were they were packing up. They were smoking ham hocks. <laughs> and then Cujo finds him and he's like growling and he's gonna and you're like, Oh no, is he gonna rip this little boy apart? And just like and he like regains like composure. <laughs> And Rip like, him apart, like roast him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's gonna uh, danger field him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rover Dangerfield. <laughs> oh, isn't that a thing? It's a real movie with Rodney Dangerfield as the voice of the Saint Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. As I was saying, I love that interconnectivity. Same character, right? Same yeah. dog. Yeah. Same dog. Prequel. But the dog like regains composure. He's like, no, no, I can't do this. I got to go walk this off. And that's when he goes and makes his first kill. And, and somebody else, though. And it is um, disgusting townie. Stephen King loves to kill townies. Oh, wait. Okay. Real quick. The, um, you know, in the beginning, the little boy, Tad, mm-hmm. he's in his room and he keeps freaking out about a monster. In his yeah. Room. When I, the door opens by itself. Yeah. What the fuck was that for? Well, I will tell you. Oh. This is... It, since this is all part of the Stephen King overse, mm-hmm. right? Um, this is actually supposed to be set after, like in the timeline. It's supposed to be set after the Dead Zone. Okay. And there's a murderer character in the Dead Zone that dies, 
and that's the is it the ghost of the murder it's supposed to be the ghost of that murderer and <sighs> that's really fucking cool and uh it in the book uh, this is i don't know uh the dog is actually possessed by that oh boy yeah yeah there's uh, no rabies in the book i don't i don't know about the rabies but <sighs> that is definitely an aspect of the book that is so fucking stupid they couldn't do that because the uh, the Dead Zone and Cujo came out two months apart. Mm-hmm. Um, different studios? Different studios. Great. There was going to be a connection. The The sheriff, the one that dies in this, yeah. is actually... In the Dead in Zone? In the Dead Zone. In the movie? Yeah, in the movie. Not the. It's not played by the same oh, actor, okay. but it's the same character. That that would have been so cool. I know. Honestly. Like, there's, there's actually... I know we give Stephen King a lot of <laughs> shit for being a hokey motherfucker, but that would have been so hokey cool. A hokey motherfucker. A hokey motherfucker. Yeah. But yeah, that's... So. I, I'm sorry. I, I <laughs> resort to my Canadian roots when I get super angry. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, the kid opens... Uh, yeah, he's, like, opening the doors and stuff. And I just... This, the setting there and the scenes and stuff, he was just like, I was waiting for all of Stephen King's nightmares to just pour out of that closet. <laughs> it was like, I thought you were going to see, because I've some, never seen yeah. Cujo. I thought there was going to be some dumb supernatural element. Right. And there should have been. Right. And yep. I would have liked it. Yeah. I would have liked how dumb that was. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad the dog wasn't uh, possessed by the spirit of a killer. Yep. That is basically <laughs> the movie Child's Play. Yes. Uh, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. With the dog instead of a doll. Yeah. And which... the dog can't even do quips because it's a dog. Right. Um, I also have down in my notes here, uh, St. Bernard's should all be called Beethoven's. <laughs> <laughs> we should just officially change those names. To Beethoven's? <laughs> yeah. The breed. <laughs> um, I'm fine with that. What's um, a sal- What kind of dog is a Salieri? Like a greyhound. Oh, no. Like... The- <laughs> Like a Salieri? Yeah. Um, or like, um, what's like a still very, like a German Shepherd would be a Salieri. Because it's still pretty big yeah. and pretty like lovable. Rottweiler or yeah. something. Yeah, and like really great in its own right, but uh-huh. there's something so iconic about a Beethoven. <laughs> I love those boys. Um, oh, by the way, my note was, uh, I refuse to believe that Cujo is a bad boy. <laughs> Flat well, out. Yeah. Okay, so... So we meet Cujo in the first scene. He's chasing a rabbit around, and then he gets bit on the nose. Yes. Then we meet the family, like our main family, uh, the Trentons. Mm. Um, and we meet uh, Donna and Tad and Vic. And Vic. Ooh. What, so, a, what a weird B storyline that was. It's like, so strange, right? It, <sighs> so you got the main family, right? And then, like, a guy comes over. Played by Christopher Stone. Steve uh, Kemp. Steve Kemp. The I believe he's referred to as the local hunk at one point, or like the local hottie. Yeah. Which I feel like is just, it's generous, because he's <laughs> he he's got to like, be like 42. If you put him in like a slightly torn t-shirt, everybody would be like, what's this homeless man doing around <laughs> yes, here? Yes, yeah. He's um, He looks like Chuck Norris, just to like... He's got, yeah, he's he's not the town hunk. No, there's some like fucking 19 year old Kiefer Sutherland (laughs) is running around in this town. That's true. Bird dogging chicks. (laughs) (laughs) Him and his crew. Him and his crew. Just just, bro. Just fingering. Yeah. Girls. Nah. I mean, not if it's that Connie Palermo chick. She wouldn't even let me feel her tits. Ah, 
Bro. Bro. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Basically. You get yourself a, uh, a Jewish girl. <laughs> I think that's the next line. Is in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Ca- Catholics are good, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says. Uh, that is such. Yeah. 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 See, I really don't think Stephen King has ever had sex. <laughs> like, I feel like there's no, been a- everything. Every movie, every like description of sex in his movies. Points in the opposite direction of sex. Yeah, <laughs> the least sexual di- uh, descriptions of yeah. sex. Not, not even like. And then he feels her tits. tits. And then he, and then he comes. And then he <laughs> said, and then he said, "I want to lick your hoot nannies." It's always like it's always weird made it up is, slang. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. That's what Tommy knockers are, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're labia minora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um the movie the, the four-hour movie the tommy knock it's all it's about, about it's an exploration it's all about tits, it's all bro. about a woman exploring her body <laughs> speaking i'm so excited to talk about uh d wallace d wallace because like i want to talk about her in comparison to uh what's her name from the shining yeah i thought the same thing because I feel like what I had to say last last time was very insightful. Yeah. And I'm happy I went to bat for her because I really I do I stand by what I said. Right. And I feel like uh Donna Trenton D. Wallace is the exact same character. Yeah. It is a three way horror dynamic just like the shining. It's true. And it's the same I mean It's a di- Jack Nicholson's a real dog himself. So yeah. Well yeah. Okay, so the family Oh, right, yeah, let's... Right, so Steve Kemp comes over, and everybody's like, oh, okay, he's dropping off something. He's, like, doing handiwork or some bullshit. I think that's the, like, initially when we meet him. Yeah. Um, like, he's fixing a table or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, the next scene is, like, him him with blowing the trombone and waking her up. So weird. <laughs> yeah. So profoundly confusing to and, me. And then she, like, she gets up out of bed and... Um, like, and puts on her panties, bro. Ooh. But it was like, like everything is pretty much spelled out in that scene. But I had to rewind, and I was like, wait, I don't know if they established enough here for me to understand what's happening. So wait, so then obviously, D. Wallace is cheating on her husband Vic with the town hunk who Steve is Camp. a forty-five-year-old semi-homeless trombone player <laughs> right steve uh he's uh, a he's what we call a triple threat <laughs> chris stone who at the time was also d wallace's husband is that true boom wow so they could like really get into it on oh my camera. god it must have been just it, their chemistry you know what their chemistry mm. uh of him being an insane abusive <laughs> yeah he was a real dick yeah what the fuck um, um he yeah, so basically, you find that out. Uh, then there's that weird serial subplot also. The serial thing is so strange. And it was so dumb because, like, I once I realized why it was there, I was furious. Well, okay, so this is before we find out D. Wallace is fucking this other guy. Everybody's sitting around the breakfast table, and the kid's like, hey, look, Dad, it's your commercial or some shit right. like that. And let's, I wish I had the audio, because it is the <laughs> the blandest older man. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's a, an a, old, old man. A 60-year-old man in, in a, a sweater suit, vest, yeah, yeah. I think, and like a bow tie, probably. He's wearing, he has shirt. a tie. Um, he is the professor. He is a character called the professor, and he shills for children's sugary cereals. Right. Um, so... Like, this is, 
what they're peddling like a like a like a like Count Chocula, yeah, or a Lucky Charms, yeah. or something and, along those lines. And Vic Trenton, the father, he created this character. Let's call it because it's not a character, right? It's a man who's never acted before in right. his life, uh, barely memorizing his lines. And he's seriously. I do you have anything written down that he actually says? Well, I have the tagline for the the serial, which, which is, is the worst fucking tagline for anything, and it is. So he's sitting there, and he takes a big, big spoonful of cereal and eats, gobbles it all up, and he says, "Nothing wrong here." <laughs> <laughs> that is, thou doth protest <laughs> yeah. too much. That is some real shit. Yeah, and um, and the name of the cereal is Sharp Cereal. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, it's so there's no actual tie between that whole element of this movie and the dog but there are like these weird little verbal nods to it like the sharp cereal yeah the fact that everyone thought that they were bleeding like everything was red well that right so they right the big problem with this is like it's a it's a fruity red berry cereal there was a red dye that everyone mistook for internal hemorrhaging when they shit out red they were everybody was pissing red and yeah yeah vomiting red and everybody's like oh no everybody's bleeding but it's just the dye and somehow this is entirely vic trenton's fault for coming up with this character who just by rotten luck happens to say nothing wrong here <laughs> when everything is everything wrong. is wrong yeah like i feel like it, th- this movie i guess is set in er, the present of the time which i want to get into because all the townies live like it's the 50s yeah to the point where stephen king oh my god the townies and stephen king movies are some of my favorite characters ever no yeah. I loved the mechanic and mailman because they talk that way where they're like, just leave it in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I'm the mailman. No, what you want to do is take your car up the road to the cabbers place. Uh, Yeah. I love, I love them townies. Yeah. Um, Uh, I forgot where I was. Let's see. In my train of thought. Okay. And then D Wallace cuts it off with the guy. Yeah. She's like, "I, I have a family. I can't be can't be boning you all the time yeah we're done here i liked the moment with her and her husband in bed and she's like you're so good with him yeah i thought that was a nice thing and then uh i think that's right that's like her impetus to call it off with him that's like what gets her to do it so she does so she does and he waits until the second the door closes to spring out of bed and throw his pants on and chase after her. Right. And just that moment, her husband happens to be driving by. In his cool-ass convertible. Yeah. And she sees... His Jaguar. He, he, Did you yeah. hear him say Jaguar? Yeah. Oh. He sees her and him, and he's like, wait, the fuck? And, like, he does a U-turn in heavy traffic. Mm-hmm. I was very concerned. But was, a patient U-turn. Yeah. Like, they could have shot that so he cut someone off. He didn't really. He didn't. There was like a nice gap, what? but they still honked as though he'd done something wrong. Which made me almost feel like that was actual traffic that was happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't like yeah, that wasn't like movie magic traffic. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, <laughs> I don't think anyone but the driver of that Camaro, or excuse me, Jaguar, knew Jaguar, was, Jaguar, Jaguar, Jaguar. Uh, and then he like when he comes back around, they're gone. Yeah, no one's there. Um. But he's onto it. He knows. He, I think he, he gets it. Mm-hmm. He knows what's going on. Um, also, have in my notes here, D 
the kid, Tad, yeah. is also the little boy from Who's the Boss. I've never seen Who's the Boss. Well, I will tell you right now, it's Angela. Spoilers. <laughs> there's a there's a whole discussion as to who the boss actually is, right? It's Angela. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Was he good on... Have you ever watched Who's the Boss? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, in like a... Is that the Tony Danza one? It is. Mm. Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. I have no idea when anything happened in history. Because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Alyssa Milano was like... She's a 90s bitch, right? <laughs> That's a reference to a song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, well, she was on Charmed? Yeah. In the 90s? Yep. Um, in the 80s, she was a child and she was on Who's the Boss? Mm. When I was a kid, I had a big crush on her in on Who's the Boss? I see. And then... And then she got too old for you. And then she got too old. Um, um, so where are we at? Well, okay. So then they have like a... the parent, Vic and Donna D. Wallace and her husband, they have a conversation. And he's like, well, what are you up to today? And she's like, oh, nothing. Don't worry about it kind of a thing. I love when she's like, uh, uh, can you get the groceries? That's your job. He's like, not today. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Go. N- yeah. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Why should I take the groceries if someone else is eating? Yep. Um, I also have here the kid was at uh, Tad was at like a summer camp, like he was playing in the park at one point. Yeah, and his dad just like pulls up, and they start talking, and he they just leave mm-hmm. together. And I'm like, <laughs> that would no never fly. Adults, yeah, at all. You can't do that. <laughs> no one. <laughs> yeah. Is, this is exactly why you can't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, you just filmed it. Hey, man, it was a different time, a better time, a when better no time one when you suspected kid, child yeah, abduction. You could just kidnap kids willy-nilly. Oh, boy. Um, uh, all right, let's see. I have the IMDb trivia opened here. Uh, after filming, Dee Wallace went on record and saying she hopes she never sees another Pinto in her life. She's driving a Pinto, yeah, which is notori- notoriously a very dangerous car. Which I wondered at the time that this came out if that was like common knowledge yet, because I don't know. I don't think it was. It was just another car you could have, right? Because it was a Ford, yeah. So like people trusted Ford, right? Um, I don't know why. <laughs> because Henry American Ford craftsmanship was a Nazi used to be. Was he really? Yeah. Oh man, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we kind of speaking of the Pinto though, we kind of glanced over the. There are like a lot of weird tangents in this movie to get to a a, a dog hunting a woman and her child. Yeah. Um, one of which is like, and this kind of sets the movie up, but why does he have to take his convertible to get fixed before the Pinto? I like, don't... why can't they just know that that guy's there and bring the Pinto? Why is the why are why both it, cars why broken? Why do we have to set it up like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need to be set up like that. It's you know a lot. what? Running time. Right, yeah. <laughs> this movie, all of these movies clock in at like exactly 90 minutes. Yeah. This one's 133 with credits. Right. So, yeah. Damn. <laughs> they probably had to hire more people to flesh to, out the credits. The credits? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Special thanks yeah. to everyone. <laughs> oh, just everyone, yeah. Uh, like sort of like a filibuster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, basically, uh, they in the course of a few days they become completely reliant on this family to fix all of their cars. Um, so this other family though, the the Cambers, right? 
it's uh, the the father, who's mm-hmm. the ma- main mechanic guy. And that's Ed uh, Louder. Ed Louder. Uh, his wife, and then the little boy. His that, wife, who is a prairie woman. Jesus Christ. She does. At one point, I was like, she looks like Ali Sheedy's mom. <laughs> she does the incredibly old-timey thing of offering everyone drinks when they get there. Yeah. Would you uh, would you like well, something to drink? While she's plucking a chicken? Yeah. <laughs> was she plucking a chicken? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, this family, right? It's very like, they're working class people, mm-hmm. right? So but it's, it's the, the parents, the son, and then is and he then an uncle? Cujo. No, well, oh, the other guy? Yeah. Is just a friend. He's just some schmuck. Yeah, he's just a schmuck. Oh. <laughs> he's the worst. Yeah. He has my favorite line in the one of my favorite lines. I have three favorite lines. <laughs> and he has uh he's talking about his weekend plans of broads, booze, and baseball. What kind of broads do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Who's talking to that guy? Yeah. That guy, he's like He's a dirty, like, greasy... <laughs> he lives in squalor. Yeah. We see his house. <laughs> Wait a second. There was a scene where he's literally just taking, like, a, like bags of trash and dumping it onto a pile of trash outside. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Stephen King's contempt for, like, lower-class people. It's them. incredible. Especially because he lived in a trailer for so long. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. the be- I love when Cujo breaks into his house... And he, without hesitating, just flips his table out of the way. Yeah. Like, it almost seemed like it's a thing he does if he's just milling about the house. Like, he seemed way too comfortable just tearing up his whole life. Yeah. But, yeah. So, um, yes. we talk about... That's the family dynamic at right. the so that's, house. Right. That's the, me- the mechanics dynamic. And he, he's <laughs> kind of like... Well, he's kind of like a dick, though. It's clear, like, I think it's made clear that, like, the wife is a little bit scared of him. Definitely, yeah. And, uh... Because there's that thing of... It, uh, this is sound like Stefan, Bill, the Bill Hader character. Yeah. It's that thing of when uh, the mom is... they t- The mom and the son are talking, and mm-hmm. he's like, I think something's wrong with Cujo. And she's like, oh, you have to wait to tell your father. Yeah. Why? They weren't they weren't really clear on it. Was he just, like, in a rage, and they did, she didn't want... Was that when they were leaving? I think so. Well, I think. Well, okay. The whole thing with them leaving, right? Yeah, I kind of missed this. She, uh, so he comes home or whatever, and there's like there's some sort of an engine holder thing, like a something that you could build an engine on and keeps it like suspended up in the air, mm-hmm. and it's in his garage. And he's like, "Who the fuck bought this? We don't have this kind of money like that." Oh, okay. And she's like, "I bought it. It was a gift for you." I, I won the lottery. $5,000. Yeah, she won five grand. And I want you to get a gift for me. Exactly. She was like, I got you this thing. Um, I So is it okay if me and Brett go and visit my sister? That's right. In wherever. Okay. And, and that's, when, that's when he goes over to his friend's house and he's like all broads, booze, and whatever. Gotcha. Baseball. Uh, <laughs> the three most exciting things in the world. Right. So, but at that moment, like, when she asked to, like, go to her sister's, it's clear that, like, excuse me, that, uh, like, she's scared of him. Yeah. And that, and, like, well, she's, yeah, like, she's, she's asking, asking for permission, permission to, to visit like, her family. Right. Her immediate family. So, you're like, oh, this is not good, mm-hmm. you know. And, and then when they're packing up and all that, she actually, she packs up uh, photo albums. Mm. She's gone for good. 
Wow. She's taking I off. completely missed that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Good. Good yeah. for her. She's like, I'll, we'll be back. I'll, I'll, you know, call you when I get there. No, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Deuces, I'm out. <laughs> and, well, good. I, and that, I think that's when uh, the kid is like, I think, well, something's wrong with Cujo. And the mom's just like, I don't care. We have to leave, yeah. kind of, you know? Yeah. She's not hanging out for the Pretty fucking dog. Pretty heartless not to take the fucking dog, though. True. Granted, he's a big boy, and they had to move their whole operation out of that house. So. But also, it's suspe- it's suspicious if if she's like, I'm going to take the son and the dog and all True. these bags. True. So. All right. So at this point, that we we know that the wife and the, that kid are not going to be in any kind of danger. They're out of here. Right. They're done. They're gone. Um, and that's when. Right before they, they take off, that's when Cujo sees the little boy in the woods, growls at him, and decides not to eat him, and goes and he he goes to the friend's house and, like, rips his throat out. Yeah. It, very satisfying. He says something to the dog, though. Like, I don't Oh, he, he, I don't he like, care. challenges him. Yeah. He's I like, don't I don't care. give him. Yeah. And he's like, I don't even care anymore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, him and this, throat out. like, him and this dog have a history. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And then immediately after that... um. The dad, Joe Camber. Yeah. He finds his dead friend, and then Cujo turns up, and this is one of my favorite lines of the movie, for the delivery. Yeah. Um, he just goes, oh, my God, you're rabid. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God, exposition. Yeah. <laughs> As if it weren't, like, immensely clear that that's what right. was happening. You have, like, we have to spell it out. If there's, like, two things. We most, have to say the yeah. word rabies. If, there, if there's, like, two things most people know or suspect about bats... It's that they're nocturnal and that they carry rabies. Right. Like, that's a thing people just associate with bats. I don't know. Maybe this is why I don't know enough about the history of bats in pop culture. Right. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I do a a comic book podcast with you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Talk a lot about Batman. So, meanwhile, at the the Trenton household. Yes. um, Her lover, Steve, like, breaks into the house. Yeah. He. Right. This is like this is when um her husband and the D. kid Wallace are is, not there. Yeah. He had just picked her it, the the husband picks up the boy from camp. Mm-hmm. That's that scene. Yeah. And while that's going on, Steve comes, comes in house. and tries to R her. Right. Basically. Yeah. Um and D like in the process they knock over like a whole table just covered in bottles of milk and eggs. <laughs> There's so much, so much material on that table. Yeah. And that's when they get home and he confronts her. Yes. Yes. And I was wondering if that was like, because it was just milk and eggs. Yeah. And like, I was wondering if that was some kind of weird symbolism. Yeah. Right. Those are two very like, I guess. female maternal things. Yeah. And I don't know even what it would represent. Uh, yeah, yeah. I understand. I see where you're going, but I don't, I don't know, know what it would mean. <laughs> yeah. If this were a Margaret Atwood novel, it would be much clearer what yeah. was going on. Uh, but also her shoulder is exposed and it seemed kind of, it was slightly erotic to me. Oh, yes. D Wallace. I, I got gotta, a boner. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I, no, I gotta say D Wallace is very attractive. She's, she was beautiful. Yeah. Except for her haircut. Yeah. Which was haircut, atrocious. The haircut was a little It whatever, looked like, like a wig that was set too far back on her head. Um, She's also, she's in the Joe Dante film, The Howling, mm. also with her husband, Christopher Stone. Mm. And um, the biggest 
one of the biggest movies of all time, E.T. She's the mom in E.T. You know, I've never seen E.T. What, bro? Do we expand this to be a podcast about Steven movies? Yeah, yeah, just Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> Call it, uh... Not even Stevens. Uh, that's what I thought, too. We can't do that. That's no, no, a no. Shia LaBeouf property. Is it? Yeah, there's like a Disney Channel series starring Shia LaBeouf. Oh. And maybe also his own twin. He might have played his own twin. Okay. Uh, we'll have to this we'll is do not, like a... This is not the... The LaBeouf cast. LaBeouf. (laughs) LaBeouf. So, where are we at? Uh, In my notes here, I I just wrote thin plot. (laughs) Paper thin. Yeah, this is all just like... (laughs) This is all about just getting people to where they need to be. It it really is. Yeah, like, Like, the the flimsiest pretense is that the dad goes out of town on a combined, like, clearing his head trip and a business trip. That's... Okay, right, so... He D. Wallace's car, the Pinto, is fucked up, right? Uh, I, I it's also all like fucked that up. One. His shit's all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and Dad's going out of town to yeah. fix the Sharp account, and also to just like, right? right. Like, yeah, it's a retreat for he's, his own mental health. Yeah, because he's mad at his wife. Right. Because at this point, him and his wife, they know like it's open now. That she was screwing around on him. Yeah. She, and he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. And, okay. So but, he's got to get out of town. He's going for business and also... They're right, going to pull, like, an all-nighter. Yeah. And, but it's, it's, like, in the big city. And as he's leaving, he's like, oh, by the way, I forgot to fix your car. Yeah. Bye. Go, bye. Bye. <laughs> um, so, so D, goes, D goes to fix your car. So you got the mechanic is dead. His friend is dead. Right. Cujo is in full, rabid... Cujo He's mode. got yellow gunk in, coming oh out God, of his I eyes. I wrote that down. Goopy dog eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually endeared by dog boogers, and I'll clear them away no. happily. Sure. Because they're such sweeties. Oh, boy. They don't even seem to care. I know. Um, you can't clear away that much goop. It was too much goop. Too much goop. Yeah. Um, also, he's so sweaty. <laughs> he gets so sweaty in this movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... So D Walls, she's like, "All right, I I gotta go fix the car. We're, we're going to the Cambers garage to have them take a look." And she gets there, and and what happens as soon as she gets there? <laughs> well, as soon as she gets there, uh, she sees no one's around, and then she's immediately attacked by the dog. Mm. Like, they I don't even think they get out of the car. No, that's the whole thing. Yeah, they like, don't get out of well, the car. She's not like she doesn't even get out once. Like in the Initially, she's yeah, the not, dog just starts slamming up on the yeah, windows just and jumps like right at the passenger window where the bo- little boy is, and it seemed like that little boy was crying for real. I, I little Taddy, yeah, yeah. Taddy, Ta- Taddy, Taddy, little Taddy. Yeah, he. I was like very impressed with little yeah. Taddy. He. I thought those were real tears. I think they must have been because right? that was. He looked. Sincerely scary. He was, if not, he uh, he's a very good actor. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there you go. These. So at this point, I paused the movie and just to see how much time was left. Forty minutes left at this point. Yeah. So she got there, and from the time the dog first attacks, we have forty minutes left. Yeah. Like, all right. It felt a little unbalanced. <laughs> it and feel unbalanced. We, it honestly, because of the way it ends, it seems like they. Just cut it off at 90. Like, they stopped 
playing the movie. Yeah. It was as if they had a time constraint and they <laughs> they pulled they well, we're full. They pulled the house lights up. <laughs> yeah. It was cr- yeah, it was absolutely crazy. <laughs> so, um the dog attacks once and the car's not totally fucked yet. Like she they they sit there for a little while and then the kids like try starting starting the car up again. Yeah. And she does and it goes on. And, and they, then she's pulling away. She executes half of a K turn and then it dies again. <laughs> well, she's like, and then she stops. She stops to look at the dog. She stopped? Yes. I thought the car just died. No, no. Because she, she got cocky. She. Mm. One of my other favorite lines in the movie. Yeah. She says, fuck, fuck you, you, dog. dog. <laughs> 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 I laughed out loud. Yeah. I thought it was very funny. That is one of my notes. And then, so she says, fuck you, dog, and goes to pull away, and then the car dies, for real. And the dog's like, no, no, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, family. Yeah. Um, did you also get weirded weirded out when they were driving up there singing two-part harmonies? Like, <laughs> yeah. pretty good two-part harmony? Um, yeah, just to just uh, want to remark on that. So, really, and then the, the rest of the movie is really, like... So she obviously no phones around, so she can't call for help. Um, the the father is out of town; he can't reach them. Mm-hmm. And then there's one scene where you're, the the post office. Oh yeah, where you think where, that like maybe he picks up the bumper shaped package. Yeah, that was so funny to me. Yeah, it was like it was a bumper basically in, gift wrapped. It was in like Christmas wrapping yes. paper. Oh, that was so good. Um, yeah, and they're like, no, don't you see the note? I've that scene delivered was upon so request unnecessary yeah what if just no one like at no point watching the movie leading up to that i was like oh well the mailman's gonna come i didn't even think about the mailman. no of course not because like you assume that it's like well i guess because they were there a few <laughs> days but it could have just been like a weekend yeah maybe they don't it would have been fine if we didn't say that mailman scene it but there was like it would have been the smallest plot hole right i didn't even like when like he picks up the bumper and then he's like going to pack up his car. I'm just like, I thought like, oh well, this little old man is going to get murdered by the dog. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy's like, no, you don't have to go there. And he's like, oh yeah. End of scene. I'd really appreciate if you could do the voice when you're speaking as them. Ah, you don't have to go over there. Oh yeah. Ah, the Cambas. Cambas, eh? A, they have a hold the mail notice. So. Ah yes, that thing. <laughs> that's a thing we still do, <laughs> right? Right. Ah, the post office. We'll be here for years. <laughs> We're never going to die. <laughs> yes. So, um, no no postman. Uh, so, as if, like, even if he did come, like, anyone was like, he's going to save the day. Like, <laughs> you never... That wasn't a fake out. It's not like he was like, well, I'm going to bring my artillery over to the Camber's house. And yeah. Just in case any shit goes down. <laughs> yeah, he would have done nothing. I'm going to bring my dog noose that animal rescue people use. You, that thing. Um, anyway, <laughs> bye. So uh, the dog, like every time, they're they're stuck in this hot hot car. Yes, this hot Pinto hatchback. Ugh, just sweating for like days. They have a bit of water. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? So they have to save the water. They have to ration it out. Um, the kid is very, you know, he's like six. He's like a six-year-old boy. So he's like. He fucking loves water. Yeah, he's real thirsty all the time. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Steve Kemp mm. goes back over to her house to 
cut up some pillows. The strangest... in, in a weird act of aggression, no one's home. He grabs a kitchen knife, and I'm like, I'm freaked out because I thought they were going to have the dad come home. Yeah. Right? Because at that point, the dad had left. Yeah. Okay. So the dad is away, and he can't focus on his work, and he can't get a hold of his wife, and he doesn't know where she is. It's Maybe been she... two days at that point. Yeah. Is she fucking around on him still? It Like, it's driving him insane. Yeah. So he's just like, I have to go. I can't stay here. I'm out. And then... And so he, he heads home. Steve Kemp tears up the, the house. And it seems like we're breezing through these plot points. But this is how fast I feel like it all happened. It was like, <laughs> over the next, like, 40 minutes while she's in the car, uh, Steve Kemp comes in the house and, like, tears up the pillows and breaks some shit. Yeah. Because he's a big fucking baby. baby yeah. Ugh. He's a big baby, man. He's a trombone loving. Yeah. The the studly baby, man. <laughs> this hunk baby. He's a baby you want to fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, he literally just like stabs at their their bedding. Right. So, and leaves. So then the, the father. Daddy. 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 Um, comes home he comes home and sees the the mess and he calls the cops immediately and who shows up but the smoking man from the x-files it is the smoking man i was oh no wait that's not the smoking man that's deep throat it is deep throat you're right yeah you're right you're right right. i oh man but i I didn't know where i I recognized him but i didn't know where it was from i I was yeah so excited and apparently for the wrong reason but (laughs) still yeah but still x-files yeah um he doesn't play a cop well. He is only capable of playing like a secret police yeah. shadow government sort of. Jerry Harden. He's great. Yeah, he's like, very good. He basically no, wait, his at- voice is just like that. Like I assumed it was an affectation for the X Files, but he's actually <laughs> just like an. He's too well spoken to be a small town cop. His IMDb uh, DB picture. Two items long. Oh. Uh, look at that bow tie. Aw, he looks so sweet. He's got a a beard and a, a big old silly a bow pastel tie. bow tie. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Um. But he's so he's like the he's a detective. Yeah. Right. And uh, so the the husband he says like Kemp came over and he kidnapped my wife and son and he tore up the place. Mm-hmm. Um. And then so they arrest Kemp, which we don't see. No. We don't see it happen. We find out that Kemp said that no one was there. Yeah. He's, well, yeah. The line was like, uh, the, I'm going to call him Deep Throat. I don't know what his name is in here. Detective Deep Throat. Detective Deep Throat. He says, um, yeah, well, we talked to Kemp. He, uh, he says that he tore up the place. Story checks out. Um, I believe him. Because there's feathers everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says he didn't take the, uh, you know, he didn't kidnap your wife and kid. I believe him. <laughs> End of story. That seems it. like a, a decent dude. Yeah. I buy it. So that's that's the end of it. So he's like, where? then where is my wife? <laughs> and then that detective sends a sheriff over to Cujo's house now. It's Cujo's house. <laughs> it's Cujo's house. <laughs> Casa del Cujo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cujo's throwing a rager. <laughs> Everybody in town's going, bro. There's going to be kegs. There's going to be bras. There's going to be three DJs playing at once. Yeah. You're going to hate it. Come to Cujo's party. He's a rabid dog. He's not good at party planning. <laughs> yeah. So the that sheriff um, 
shows up and is pretty roundly just taken care of by the dog. Yeah, it, the like the dog makes makes short work work of him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, <laughs> just like he pulls a gun out of his. He pulls. Yeah, he fumbles the, with the gun. He's the like, cop pulls boom, the gun boom, out. Boom. Cujo like disarms him. Like it's a self defense class, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and, and then he just bites him to death. Yeah, he and he takes you see a his, big chunk of his gut out. His, oh, you see his legs like flailing <laughs> yes. around a corner. But what's that sheriff doing? He he left the gun on the ground. He creates a distraction as well. Well, he creates the distraction. So uh, is this at the point? No. When D. Wall, this, this are you asking if this is before or after the weird tracking shot of Tad? What, what's it, the that runs the length of his body. Oh no! That was. Did you I catch that. that? It was so weird. It's just a shot of him asleep, which is worse. Yeah. Ooh. It's not much worse, but it's a little bit worse. Just like, yeah, starting at his feet. No, yeah. ending on his feet. It hangs on his feet. Gross. I hated it. <laughs> that's gross. This this is a bad movie. <laughs> uh, what about that one shot from inside the car that's spinning around? Oh, I hated that. It reminded me of Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, where where's Carrie? She loves this shit. <laughs> this is her bread and butter. <laughs> Cujo's kind of the carry of dogs, yeah. covered in blood. Covered in blood. Starts out nice, gets right. real mean. Real dirty pillows. <laughs> <laughs> Getting yeah. her snell. Oh. Yeah. Working the snell into the Cujo <laughs> movie. Gotta work the snell into the Cujo. That's what it's all about, baby. Ooh. It's just beer, <laughs> baseball, and snell and Cujo. Ooh. Bro, I'm gonna be knee-deep. In Snell this weekend. (laughs) Really offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Too far. Um, Yeah. Uh, So. so, Also, it's worth mentioning that um, at a certain point, uh, Donna gets, she makes several attempts to get out of the car. At one point, she doesn't see Cujo. Yeah. And she gets out. She's like, all right. Um, and rather than like making a beeline for the baseball bat, yeah, she like lingers. She and she's like, "Wait a second, what if he's uh, under the car?" Which yeah. he is. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you slowly check? Why wouldn't you run for the bat? Why wouldn't you know exactly where the dog was before you got out of the car? Yeah. So I think that's the altercation that leads to her getting bitten. Yes. She now has rabies. Yeah. She is slowly dying. I thought for sure until I checked because I also was checking to see like how much time was left. Yeah. Um, before I checked, I thought for sure she was going to get so rabid that she turned on her son. Oh, that would have been dope. That, that would have been a that cool been awesome. thing to have happen. <laughs> if little Taddy had to save the day. Oh, my God. If she like if she started attacking. The yeah. Boy. Like they kill the dog, but then she turns on him. Oh. Bro, that would have been cool. That would have been real cool. But they didn't do that. I wish Instead, they did. Instead, she just patches up her leg. <laughs> yeah. Ties up. Yeah. Ties up a tourniquet, patches and, up the leg. And gets to stealing a gun. Well, she gets the baseball bat first. Yes. And starts beating the dog in the head. Which barely works. Right. And then she breaks the bat. It's a wooden bat. And then the dog comes at her and She jumps breaks on her. it hitting him, too, yeah. which I loved. <laughs> which every... Every scene uh, of the dog, 
like uh, I was in the trivia and stuff. They say like the dog, they had to tape the dog's tail down to one of its legs because it was always wagging. Oh, he was so excited to be boy. there. Um, question for you. Yeah. How many dogs died in the making of this movie? Two. One. One? Too many. Too many. Why? He got the bloat. No, that's so sad. It was one of the main dogs that we see, too. There were six dogs on set. I guess one out of six ain't bad. Yeah. That's like Meatloaf song, (laughs) right? (laughs) One out of six dead dogs ain't bad by Meatloaf. (laughs) It's off Bad Out of Hell, too. (laughs) Um, That bums me Um, right out. Five St. Bernards were used, one mechanical head, and a a man in a dog costume. And there was what? also when? A, a Rottweiler. When was there a man in a dog costume? I don't know. I was looking everywhere that for is, it. Though. <laughs> that is a real testament to that man's. Yeah. It was. It must have been like Andy Circus. <laughs> he tra- he just transformed. Yeah. Um, there's actually uh, a man in a dog. Co- <laughs> when I don't know. Uh, it might they, have been when the dog was ramming his head into the the car because they couldn't. You ha- can't. How do you get a dog to do that? Yeah. Okay. That might have been it. That, that makes the most sense. Um, there was also a Rottweiler <laughs> that they had to use. It's just a guy with like two socks on his ears and his nose is <laughs> painted black. Yeah, like like what's that? Uh, Wilford? Yeah. <laughs> Wilfred or whatever? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was... And there was a Rottweiler for... Because they, they needed it to be scarier sometimes. They needed like close-ups of scarier dogs. That's weird that you could just sub out a Rottweiler. I don't think you really can. I was looking for that, too. I didn't see it, which means they did a good Is job. Is that just like when maybe when he, like, bares his teeth? I guess a Rottweiler so. do that? There's, um, they, I said they had to tape down the tail. Yeah. There's one when, oh, when the first guy, the, uh, the broads, beer and uh baseball guy the coolest guy in the movie <laughs> right when he is first when he first sees cujo and when he's dumping out his trash into his pile of trash <laughs> um the dog like sees him and the shot is from behind the dog and the dog's tail is wa- wagging and, and i saw i noticed it and yeah. i was like oh oh he, he's just excited to he's, be there he's excited to kill yeah he's looking forward to it it's real nice yeah um let's see so Oh, wait. Tad has a few seizures also. Oh, yeah. Right? That was very upsetting also. Danny Paturo actually bit D. Wallace's finger during the seizure scene. Oh. D's reaction in the scene was quite real. That, yeah, I thought that was like such a good little detail, too. Yeah. Um, The foam around Cujo's mouth was a concoction of egg whites and sugar. The dog. Oh, he's eating meringue. (laughs) They fed that dog meringue pie. <laughs> he ate French macaroons. Caused problems on the set by constantly licking the tasty stuff off. Hey. Oh. <laughs> oh. Do you think ever like during filming this movie, everybody was just like, oh. Um, they went through as many boom operators as dogs because they just kept going, oh. Um, but that, what I was getting at, started this whole tangent here. Um, was when when she was beating the dog. You never see the bat make contact yeah. with the dog, right? Obviously, that you couldn't do it back then for whatever. Um, <laughs> Are you lamenting every, the fact? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I, I feel as though this movie <laughs> suffered because they didn't beat a dog to death. But when they like, it's the the camera is in the dog's perspective, right? And D. Wallace is like swinging the bat at the camera, basically. Yeah. And then they'll have the reverse shot. And it'll be like the dog 
kind of sitting up yeah and getting back up and it just to me it just looks like the dog was taking a nap <laughs> and then getting back up yeah. casually they which it probably was too that's like, exactly what it was like they were like oh he's snapping he's snapping all right get the camera ready we're gonna wake him up all right cover him in fake blood <laughs> and sweat also do you think the dog got bloat from eating egg whites and sugar maybe <sighs> too much meringue. it wasn't worth it <laughs> I mean, to to be fair here, all of those dogs are dead now because this is from 1983. Yeah. St. Bernard's only last for, what, probably like six years. Yeah, what's the shelf life on a St. Bernard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, what else? I'm, I'm also, all the human the, actors in this movie the are trivia. all dead. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. The, uh, from eating too much meringue. Let's see. Uh, trapped in a car, sweltering. Oh, the, the um, it was supposed to be sweltering hot in the car, mm-hmm. but it was actually very cold. Oh. And they had to uh, run heaters in the car. Um, that sounds like a very small problem. Right? <laughs> I mean, it, hey, if you can run a TV on a beach, I see no reason you shouldn't be able Creep. to set up, set up a couple heaters in a car. Uh, oh, did you find it infuriating that she refused to go out the passenger door? Yeah, what the fuck? She there was a moment in that movie where she had like five solid minutes to get out of the car and do something, yeah. like where the dog was distracted, and she used four and a half of those minutes trying to jimmy the driver's side door open. Ridiculous! It, it was infuriating. Um, let's so, talk about how. Oh yeah. Oh, I was gonna say let's talk about how this movie ends. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So that's what. We're, yeah. yeah. So we're so the. Bat is broken. Mm-hmm. The dog lunges at D. Wallace, and she stabs the dog in the chest. Right, and then the dog, dog collapses on her, right. kind of cutely, like she's pulling the skin on its face back. Yeah, I was like, oh, snuggle, real oh. snuggle fest. Oh. Um, and then at this point, Tad is like laid out in the car. Tad is basically dead, ostensibly dead. Which she in the book. Tad dies. Tad dies. I thought Tad was going to die. Of and dehydration. I thought Tad was going to die, and I was honestly like kind of mad that he didn't. Like I f- It felt like a real cop-out. I It agree. felt like a let's shoot two endings in case this doesn't test well kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so she gets, she grabs a kid, runs in the house. Throws him on the table. Yeah. Clears the table off. Yeah. yeah, that was a good moment, too. A lot of people just turning over belongings in this <laughs> yes. movie. And uh, starts giving him some water, mouth-to-mouth, trying to revive him. And, uh, Which he she comes does. back. Yeah. Right. Um, but think- after five, five to ten minutes of being dead. Yeah, he's quite dead. Right? She had to CPR him back to life, which means he wasn't breathing. Yeah. Which means that... Uh, Severe he brain is, damage. He's a goddamn vegetable of a man. Yeah. That. And then Cujo... Anyway, Cujo jumps through the window. <laughs> Cujo's not dead. <laughs> not only is he not dead, he is peppy. He's vivacious. <laughs> well, uh, he didn't just get a stake through the heart. <laughs> like a fucking Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> he was bitten by, by a vampire bat. This Beethoven was bitten by a Dracula bat. Oh. Yeah. Hey. A lot of uh, trademarked properties being thrown around. <laughs> uh, so... But D. Wallace had grabbed the sheriff's gun while she was outside, and uh, and she just shoots that dog yeah, she, dead. Yeah. And at that moment, that's when the husband drives up, and he's like, what did I miss? Donna, where yeah. are you? And they embrace on the porch. She comes out. She's like holding the kid, 
and she's like gonna drop him (laughs) and and the husband like runs up and grabs the boy and freeze frame yeah like credits freeze frame (laughs) and credits like a sitcom like a it was a who's the boss situation holy shit they all but high-fived at the yeah. end of that. Like, jumped up in the air and high-fived. It was... They're, like... Schlemiel, Schlemazel, <laughs> Hazem Pfeffer Incorporated. There's no... There's no resolution to... the Like, the first half of the movie, which is all, like... So, the whole f- first half of the movie, I'm going to say they were just setting up the chess pieces, but that gives it too much credit. Right. Um... It was like a character study until a dog attacked the car. Right. Like it was a it was it's like just a, a drama about a family being torn apart by this hunk. Yeah, it was like a fucking Joe Swanberg movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It was, it was Ugh. Yeah, I know. I know. I hate it. Um Um <laughs> But Alright, let's talk let's list the things that don't get wrapped up. One, it, 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 there's a problem there's still the issue of infidelity. Right. Uh, because it's not like they all went through this together and it brought them close. Right. They didn't go through anything. Right. He was out of town on business right. this the isn't, whole time. This isn't Die Hard, where like in the beginning, Bruce Willis and his wife are like estranged, and he like he saves her life and he kills all the terrorists, and by the end they they embrace and they're like, I can never live without you. Or like any other of the hundreds of movies where something like that, where but a like couple a, starts out like fighting and they go. Right. <laughs> but I'm just die saying hard did it best. I just mean it to say that like, there's no reason they shouldn't have thought to do that. Yes. There's no excuse. Uh, okay. So infidelity, not ever solved. Not solved. Uh, two kids been brain dead. He's brain dead. Yeah. They they have a huge issue on their right. from now. That kid um, didn't start out all that bright. No, he did not. Uh, he was convinced that there were monsters in his closet, which is some dummy, dummy <laughs> bullshit. Uh, but okay, so there are a bunch of people dead. Yeah, that never gets handled. No, uh, there's still a. Oh well, they arrested Steve, right? They arrested Steve, but did they like let him? It seemed kind of like they let him go. I yeah. would not be surprised if Steve. But there's still a matter of what, what to do about this Steve Kemp fella. Mm-hmm. What, what do we do with him? There's a whole nothing gets solved for this couple, this yeah. triangle of people. Uh, and then there's the very pressing issue of she still has rabies. She does have. rabies. She has rabies, and it's really hard. I learned to get a rabies vaccine or like an antidote. Really, it's really hard to do. Oh. I was listening to an NPR story uh, about a woman who got attacked by a raccoon, which is funny. It's fu- She almost died, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, and, like, I guess you have 48 to 72 hours to treat get treated for rabies or you will die. Right. She's about 24 hours into that at this point. She's the clock go- is ticking. Yeah. Make, <laughs> I guess just make your peace with each other because you're going to die of rabies. Uh, yeah. So that, they... They should have handled that. Yeah. I don't... There's no closure at the end of that movie. All I know is that Taddy isn't dead. He's not dead. Um, we don't know what to do about Stephen Kemp or the adultery. Um, but there is still or a... the feathery mess that's still in the house. <laughs> Nobody cleaned that up. Who's cleaning that up? I mean, geez. I mean, really. Also, what's going to happen with their mail? Now I'm nitpicking. <laughs> um, okay. So I guess that's the movie. It it really it falls off a cliff. The, the it ending. does, yeah. It really just ends. it's the opposite it of a cliffhanger. Stops. 
it stops hanging. Yeah. Um, so so that's it. That's the movie. Um, Stephen King said if he had to... Okay, so in the book, Tad Dies, um, he said if he could take... If he could change anything about any of his past books, he would let Tad live. And that's why he survived in the movie. Okay. He also um, said... Uh, he admitted that he was so deep into his alcohol addiction that he does not remember writing the book. Yes. <laughs> So this Which is sort of a companion piece to uh, <laughs> Maximum Overdrive. Which, right, he was in a cocaine, a cocaine fury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the original novel, Tad dies of dehydration while D uh, or Donna uh, contracts rabies from fighting Cujo. Uh, there was a rabies scare following the incident, not mentioned in the film. Uh, outcome with a sharp account was not mentioned in the book. He had saved it. So there's that. Um, well. And Sheriff uh, Bannerman's death is the reason Castle Rock has a new sheriff in subsequent films. The new sheriff, Alan Pangborn, uh, appears in The Dark Half, played by Michael Rooker, and Needful Things, played by Ed Harris. So we have that to look forward to. Ed Harris is coming back? Another Ed Harris-Stephen King pairing. Love it. Yeah. Couldn't be more thrilled. What did you think of this movie overall? I I didn't hate it. Um, I agree. Weirdly, I agree, because most of this movie is nothing. I think it's well acted. I really I enjoy Dee Wallace. Yeah, she I was think- great. Uh, Dan- uh, Tad, I almost called him Danny. Danny! <laughs> but he was played by a Danny. But yeah. Tad's great. You know, Vic, I guess he's got... I don't know. He was fine. He was wearing those high-waisted jeans, which I thought were really cool. A lot of great high-waisted jeans in this movie. Male high-waisted jeans. Yeah, Steve Kemp when he when he like jumps out Bolt of bed yeah. and he throws on his pants. Oh, he would have those caught, jeans are up over his belly. Yeah, button. he would have caught up to her sooner if he hadn't had to spend so much time pulling his pants up. <laughs> yeah, if he didn't have to pull them up like the An other extra- eight inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he was just peering out over the top of his pants. <laughs> Um, well yeah. acted, well acted, poorly plotted. The plot is it. It's a yeah. It's so thin. I, I feel like this would have been a better. It's surprisingly thin for how much exposition there is. Like okay, how, what about like? I, I just feel like this would have been a better like X Files episode if this was an hour long, like their like a bottle episode of the X Files. Yeah, that would have been yeah. That, uh, like there is that episode though. It's the episode where the trees have those like green things yeah, in them. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they did it, and they did it better. They did do it better. There you go. X Files is better, better than Cujo. Yeah. Take that. Take that all the way to the bank. <laughs> um, and that's it, right? I think that's it. Do you have anything else you want to say about this movie? Um, no, it's it's good. I then <laughs> would you recommend it to someone? I don't know who I would recommend this yeah. to. There's nothing anyone could tell me about themselves. I'd be like, oh, well, you know what movie you need to see. Yeah, as far as like horror you... movies go, I wasn't ever really scared. No. Like, there were a couple like jump scares where... Okay. Mostly but... you're just sad for Cujo. That's that, that was my main takeaway. was just like, I feel bad for this dog. He doesn't know any better. And he yeah. just wants to be a good boy. Yeah. They, you don't ever get positively invested in any of the characters no like i'm happy to see the abusive dad go right i don't care about his dumb friend 
his very dumb right. friend. And the cop you learn nothing about before he dies. So big deal. Yeah. That's yeah. Um I don't know. This I I give it three out of five snells. Uh, I give it yeah, I give it two and a half snells. Two and a half? Yeah. I found I feel like there was something weirdly watchable about it. It it's fine. It is a watchable movie. It's not bad. But I think it's just kind of average. I don't think there's anything like in I don't know, you watch Creep Show, something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's just like there's legitimately good stories in there, and there's also like the stories that are so weird that they just like stick out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything like that here. No, there's really. There's I don't know how no, memorable this is going to be. Like, I feel like what makes a Stephen King movie a Stephen King movie is like a hook, and this ha- yeah. kind of has one because it's like the only dog horror movie, right? Um, but also, apart from that, there's like nothing to it. Like it. Yeah, you have like they all float. Yeah, that's your thing. It felt kind of like what they were trying to make the thing of this movie was the phrase "monster words," which drove me insane the entire time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So to counteract the monsters in Tad's room, his which dad, was another thing that never paid off. It, no, 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 no. His yeah. dad will read him monster words. That's how yeah. they handle Tad's fear of monsters. And Keep monsters room. away. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, not only did it, they went to great lengths to not pay that off, because before the dad leaves, Tad is like, hey, daddy, what are we going to do? Yes, daddy. Uh, daddy, what are we going to do about the monster words while you're gone? He's like, oh, you know what? They're written down, so I'll write them down for it. Like the weird, do you remember his yeah, explanation? Yeah, it's a weird conversation. It was oddly realistic. Yeah. Very Swanbergian. <laughs> it was very naturalistic that he's just like. Well, I have them written down because I couldn't remember them all either. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll write you down your own copy, I guess. And uh, then, I guess. Yeah. And then mom can read them to you. That, it was so. Bitch. She, <laughs> your whore mother can read them to you. She <laughs> also never reads them, but there yeah. is that moment in the car where <laughs> he's looking at them and like quietly reciting them to himself, yeah. which means he can read. He could have done it himself. Oh, another fun fact. The the boy couldn't read. Could not read. Oh, really? Yeah. So mm-hmm. all of his lines had to be like memorized by like, you know, like, handlers. Like somebody had to tell him the lines and then he had to say them. Mm. Do you think there was an instance where they were like he was wearing an earpiece and they were feeding it to him and then something was happening to the that earpiece part. would have been too big in in 83? In 83? Yeah. <laughs> Just one big like Ear month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a really weird moment when they're in the car and the mom like requests the monster words, even yeah. though at this point she should have seen them already because the dad should have told her what was happening. Yeah. But she takes them as if like there's going to be like a solution on them. She's like, Let me take a look at those. Um, did you say all three of your favorite lines? It was fuck you, dog, uh, broads, baseball and... Uh, yeah. No, Broad's Beer and Baseball. And, oh my God, you're rapid. <laughs> oh, my God, you're rapid. Oh, my God, you're rapid. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was another good line when D. Wallace was in the car, and the kid is hysterical, and he's, like, crying. He's like, I want daddy. I want daddy. And she, like, snaps a little bit, and she's like, I want daddy, too. <laughs> she's very <laughs> mad for, uh, like. Yeah, that was. was... At, and, like, at the end of her rope. Yeah. She's like, you. Yeah, they really, like. I wish this movie were a little better. Yeah. Because the acting is fine. Yeah. 
except for Deep Throat, who can only play one kind of character. Yeah. Uh, so what'd you say? We have Dead Zone next. Next up is the Dead Zone, Ooh, starring Anthony Michael Hall, <laughs> no Christopher Walken, and Martin Sheen. Do we have to? Do, we don't have to do the Dead Zone TV show, right? No nah, series, nah, nah, bro. That's too much. No series. We'll do mini series, which aren't those even are very, manageable. Those are miniature series. Yeah, and even those get out of control fast. Fucking the Langoliers. I am dreading. <laughs> The Langoliers. I've seen that maybe more than any other Stephen King property. Because <laughs> they used to air it all the time on sci-fi. And you know how, I would just watch it. You as know? if it was ever going to get better. You know how they, keep the, they try and keep these movies at 90 minutes? And even then, they're like filling time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, what, what if we make it four to six hours? And we, we really... Stretch it all out. We it's like we let those lines. We hang. don't cut a single <laughs> thing from the books, and maybe we pad it a little. Yeah. Especially the Langoliers, because the whole thing's set in an abandoned airport. Oh god, fuck that, man. <laughs> so Dead Zone, Dead Zone is Dead Zone good? I haven't seen it. Um, I <coughs> excuse me, I saw it a long time ago. I remember liking it, mm-hmm. but um. Hey, man, I didn't ask for your life story. <laughs> um, I think, if I remember correctly, the ending is weird. Okay. Um, but yeah. Be on the lookout. But it's, I mean, it's Christopher, it's young Christopher Walken. Young Walken. Like, Post Annie Hall. It's it's weird to see Christopher Walken in that movie because... It's before he became a parody of himself. Yeah. Yeah, he's acting. Yes. Instead of going, oh. Yes. This is what everyone expects of me. <laughs> and then, like, to do a little dance. <laughs> yeah, because like, they found out he used to dance, and everyone's like, wouldn't it be funny if Christopher Walken danced well? Right, like, a couple years before The Dead Zone, he did The Deer Hunter. And he like, dances a lot in that. Well, the wedding scene. Mm. Christ. <laughs> that is that is a very long movie, and most of it is a wedding scene. Um <laughs> But yeah, so that's... That'll be next week, or two weeks from now, I guess. We're a bi-weekly show. Yeah, next episode. Next app. Next time. Um, We don't have an email still. We do have an email. We do? Yeah. Oh, great. Um, You can email us at kingmepod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yeah. Uh, Like our... If you're on SoundCloud, like, you know, repost to your own page. Spread the word. Yeah, spread the spread the Stephen King word. Um, and if you're on iTunes, please rate and review us. That would yeah. be that's a good thing to do. Looks good for us. Helps people find the show. Yeah. Um, anything uh, else? Um, I, me and Dan are on another podcast introducing the first appearance where I'm we talk about the first appearance of comic book characters. I'm a some I'm a featured player on that. I'm not always yeah. But I'm a consistent co-host on Pod Classified. There it is. That's uh, a conspiracy theory show. Um, those are both available on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Yep. And, and I think that's it. All right. You want to say our popular catchphrase? All right. Uh, this is our and this is our sign off now. Yes. Right. Stephen King. King. I'm the way